1: Oh, Recorded live. think 1 two, three.
0: Hello. 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 Is this Tara? Yes, it is. Hi, it's Deanna Ballard in Franklin Graham's office. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Are you ready for Franklin? I am. Great. You'll have about 15 minutes with him. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hello, this is Tara Bentley. How are you? Uh,
1: Tara, I'm fine. It's good to speak with you.
0: Good to speak with you as well. I want to let you know that I'm already recording, so that we don't waste time. I know we only have about 15 minutes, and I have a handful of questions for you. But okay. I'll let you take as much of that time as you wish to um, speak about whatever's on your heart. Um, thank you for being with me today.
1: Glad to do it. And where are you uh, right now, Tara?
0: I am actually in Indiana. Okay. Well, um, I just wanted to start with the fact that you had recently uh, mentioned that and pointed out that our country actually is completely adrift, um, both politically, morally, and spiritually. And you announced that in 2016, you're going to be kicking off the Decision America Tour to um, rally all Christians together and hopefully pray as we go into an, a very important season um, in our country's history. And I'd just love to have you share more about that with our listeners.
1: Well, um, thank you, Chair. I do believe that our country um, is, uh, we, it's almost like we've jumped off of the high dive uh, morally. Uh, And and I think the only hope for this country, it's not the Republicans, it's not the Democrats, it's not the Tea Party. The only hope is if the church and Christians get out and vote and vote for men and women uh, in office uh, who are willing to stand for biblical principles, um, who have a moral backbone. Uh, today, so many of our politicians waver and waffle on things like same-sex marriage, um, and, and this kind of stuff is going to destroy our country. And I, I want to encourage the church not only to get out and vote, but I want to, in 2016, I want to encourage Christians to run for political office. We need Christians at every level. We need them in the city government. We need them in the state government. We need them in the federal government. But just think how important school boards are and that if we could get the majority of school board members, born-again Christians, uh, in the next two uh, election cycles, um, it could change this country 10, 15, 20 years from now if Christians were able to get, get control of the school boards. Uh, This is so important. Uh, We we think of the national level, like who's running for president, but we don't realize how important the local elections, who the judges are, county commissioners, uh, city council members, uh, getting men and women of God uh, in those circles. That is so critically important. And uh, so uh, I'm going to not only go to every state capital and encourage the church to stand and vote, that I'm going to give a gospel message because the only hope for our country is Jesus Christ. The only hope is the cross. And unless we turn back to the God of our fathers, there's no hope for this country.
0: Well, what are some of the most important things that a parent can then do to also not only be a part of this process for themselves, but also to involve their children in teaching them about how we can reclaim this country? Well, first of
1: all, how important it is to train the children correctly and for for them to to know God's standards. One of the problems we face today is that the church is bending on moral issues. Uh, And I'm I'm going to go back to homosexuality, Uh, that the majority of young people today in the United States thinks that homosexuality is okay. Uh, Even Christians and churches believe that, um, well, you know, we just need to love them. Uh, Of course we do. But at the same time, we need to warn them. And people. we need to love people enough to tell them that unless they repent and turn from their sins, uh, that God is a holy God and he has no choice but to to condemn us uh, to, to hell for eternity and that God wants us to repent and and turn from our sins and believe on the name of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But repentance means that you cannot stay in your sin. Uh, A gay person cannot continue to practice homosexuality. He has to to leave it, just like a person committing adultery. He has to leave that adulterous affair. Um, You can't continue committing adultery and say to God, Oh, I love Jesus. And I'm okay, and my sins are forgiven because I love Jesus and continue to live in your sin. You have to repent. God requires repentance. Young people need to know God's standards. They need to know right from wrong. When I was growing up, uh, we still had the Ten Commandments in our public schools. Uh, We have taken God's standards out of our public schools. And, And I want to encourage uh, parents who are homeschooling their children uh, to for them to understand God's righteous judgments and his laws uh, that we have to live by and just because culture has changed just because culture today says that it's okay to sin against God and it's accepted uh, we, we look at abortion and uh, it's murder and the murder of millions of children every year and um And it's accepted by our politicians. It's accepted by uh, many people in the church as, well, you know, uh, it's a woman's choice. Well, it is a choice, but we're making the wrong choice, and uh, we're committing murder. And uh, children need to know the truth. They need to
0: know right from wrong. And so as we're seeing both of these issues and so many others uh, really change the culture in our country, and we see America shifting from being a Christian nation uh, to something completely different that many of us hardly even recognize these days. At what point should civil disobedience become a part of our Christian responsibility?
1: well I, I want to be careful when we talk about civil dis- disobedience because uh, it's hypothetical uh, it depends on on what we uh, the the issue is. I think you know we are to Obey the law, to where, and but until uh, that law conflicts with God's teaching, uh, then you know we're going to have to use the courts and and challenge the law. Uh, if if homosexuality becomes the the law of the land of this country, uh, there will be many people who will take that law, and they'll challenge it, um, because uh, if we don't fight. Uh, back, we'll never, we'll never, um, uh, we we will be, uh, what I want to say is, uh, put on the back seat, Christians will be marginalized, and I believe Christians are going to be persecuted in this country, but when we talk about civil disobedience, I think it has to, you have to look at what case we're looking at. and, uh, and, and to what extent we would use civil disobedience. I believe in law and I believe in order, but when the law conflicts with what the Bible teaches, then I think that's up to every person's heart as to how they're going to have to respond to that.
0: Right. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't also give you a chance to talk about Samaritan's Purse and how families can get involved and help out with that ministry as well.
1: Well, you know, Samaritan's first, we we want to work in, you know, war areas and famine areas, and areas where there's been great conflict. Um, uh, Right now we're working in Nepal. Uh, We have a large team. We'll we'll be there probably for the next five years uh, working in Nepal. Uh, This is an area of the world where there's been great, great devastation. Uh, So much of Nepal has never been evangelized. Uh, And now that this earthquake has come, The government has welcomed Samaritan's first to come in, uh, and we will be working uh, in some of the remotest areas of that country helping people and sharing the gospel with people that have never heard the gospel. And so um, that's one of the areas. Of course, uh, Operation Christmas Child is a tremendous tool to touch children around the world every year, to give them a gift, to let them know that God loves them, that God hasn't forgotten them, and it's a great opportunity because we use every gift if we can to try to tell that, that child about God's son, Jesus Christ. And um, so Samaritan's Purse, um, every day we thank God for just the doors that he opens up for us, whether we're fighting Ebola, whether we're uh, helping people in earthquakes, whether we're taking gifts to children. Uh, we do it all in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: What is the biggest need right now in your ministry that people can pray for?
1: Um, I think with the, when we think of Samaritan's First, I think right now probably uh, as we respond to the challenge in uh, Nepal, because of the remoteness uh, of these villages, um, they're only, uh, you can only reach them by helicopter or by walking. Uh, so it's extremely remote, uh, and to pray for our team and for our safety. Uh, they are still having aftershocks, and some of those aftershocks have been quite large, and that have caused uh, additional uh, devastation. So we need um, uh, we need people's prayers uh, for our team in that part of the world. And of course, uh, Operation Christmas Child. Right now, we have uh, about uh, three million children that are involved in a discipleship program right now called the Greatest Journey. These are kids that gave their life to Christ uh, during the last Operation Christmas Child season. And these are kids now that have signed up to take a discipleship course.
0: And we're doing that through local churches in over 70 countries right now. That's wonderful. Well, let me, I'm going to go back just real quick and ask one other quick question. What are some ways that we can lengthen the attention span of voters in our kind of a soundbite culture? How do we get people motivated? How do we get Christians motivated to get involved in the process?
1: Well, we're we're losing our country,
0: and um, we're losing our, our, our freedoms
1: every day. And if we don't get involved in the process, if we don't get young people to run for office, if we don't get Christians into these, office, America will be uh, a country that will be persecuting Christians here, and I think in a very short time. There, there's already persecution. When you look at uh, the clients and um, out in Oregon who has a, a, a where cakes, wedding cakes, and uh, she refused to bake a cake for a gay couple, and because she refused, uh, she lost her business. Um, they're, they are financially ruined uh, by uh, the courts out there that have sided with the gay couple. And uh, they weren't rude to the gay people. They just said, we can't make a cake for your wedding. And they had plenty of other cake you know, manufacturers to go to, cake shops, but they, they wanted to ruin the life of these Christians. So we're beginning to see now Christian persecution, and it's going to get more and it's going to get more, and we need to get Christians to run for office. And let's get in there, and let's begin to change these laws that have been turned against God, and let's get laws in there now that will will
0: support um, uh, biblical principles and how important that is. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for all that you do, and thank you for your time today. I appreciate the chance to talk to you.
1: Well, thank you. It's, It's good to speak with you. God bless you.